0: The Just Saying Podcast is proud to have R Riveter as our sponsor. Our Riveter doesn't hire military spouses to make handbags. They make handbags to hire military spouses. To shop these bags on a mission, please visit arriviter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And in this episode, we're going to talk about feeling obligated to always be available anytime, anywhere people come calling. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Really happy that you're here, that you found us. If you've been here before, welcome back. Please spread the word. Give us a good review. We are trying to help people help you become more intentional communicators. Manage the noise, create clarity, be concise, stay on point. And as leaders, many of us struggle with all these things that are competing for our attention every day. And what inspired me to do this podcast, this episode, was a conversation I had recently with a military leader. It's a friend of mine, and he shared with me a frustration. We were talking about this new program. Called Quiet Works. As we've launched this thing, it's based on the book Noise, and it's about instituting, designing the the room for quiet in our day. So it's the time and the place to 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 get quiet work done. And I was sharing this program with him and getting his feedback and input. And one of the things that he said to me really really struck a a chord. And what he talked about was like how he went from one position of leadership. To now, he's uh, in a pretty senior leadership position, and he's got about three hundred to three hundred fifty people under him. And in how he's constantly being um, interrupted, like he's always on call. Every when he's in his office, he's like, I can't get any quiet work done in my office. People are coming constantly from the time he sits down to. You know, at the time he leaves, it's just like it's like a drive-through at Starbucks, you know, or McDonald's, whatever. It's just like it's just constant. And he's like, I feel terrible because I I feel obligated to to be available. Like I I don't know what to do. So in that moment, it was just a comment that he made, and I didn't want to to go any deeper on that. But I, I I heard him and I felt the same. I felt the same thing. My, my career. I, I remember a number of years ago, I worked with this for this agency, marketing agency, a big marketing agency called Ketchum in Chicago, and I was a senior vice president. I I got promoted like him, so now I was running a practice, the corporate marketing practice there, and I was like the number two guy in the office, and I got a corner office and the whole thing, and I had a secretary, and, and I'd never been in that kind of leadership position before, so I'm thrust into this position, and immediately, I just thought, well, you have to have an open door policy. You don't want to close your door. What kind of a message am I sending my team? If they've got a question or a concern or something they need, and my door's always closed, that's that looks like a terrible leader. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep my door open, and I'm going to tell people on top of it, hey, whenever you need anything, I have an open door policy. Just, just don't always. And I always felt so um, compelled that anybody said, "You got a minute?" Sure, you know. Like I never wanted people to think I was too busy for them. And there's a part of that that's true. You want to, you don't want to make people, you don't put people off or be dismissive, but. my default was always like, absolutely, come on in. Like, don't ever give people the impression that you're too busy for them because that's just, that could be, that could be, you know, a moment where they really need you when you're not available. But boy, did that really come back and bite me because now I'm just, every, every time I'm trying to get something done, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about something or writing something. And I, I worked at an agency, so I was, doing strategies and plans and writing and devising new approaches for clients and things like that. And my door was just constantly, my people were constantly at the door. Sometimes they were stacking up, you know. And it was just, I felt terrible because I was, I did, I really felt like this guy I was talking to in his position of leadership, like I couldn't do anything to turn him away. I was kind of like, I was obligated. I just, what, what could I do? I got this job and I can't do anything about it. Well, the truth is you can you can't lead if you're always getting interrupted and disrupted. You know, you're a leader. You're in a position now and you've got, you feel this, this sense of, like, I'm stuck. I'm, I'm, I'm really, what else can I do? I've got to tell people, you know, whenever you call, I'm there for you. And you want to be available but it's this always, anytime, anywhere availability that I'm getting at right now. So there's a couple of podcasts. I like to do this when I do the podcast, just to refer back to other episodes. If you've listened to this before, one of the one of the things that you'll start to see is that past episodes link to each other. And I would love to have you go, you know, go onto thebrieflab.com under resources, and you'll be able to download some PDFs that have the season episodes. I think we're in season five right now, but... You download those, it's a, it's it was designed. I started the podcast as like a curriculum. In some of our brief courses, our participants are like, Well, why aren't you doing a podcast? And I never even thought about it. This was five years ago. And and they're like, No, we need a podcast to sustain the things that you're teaching us in the course. So at that point, I started doing episodes. And like today's episode, I'm I'm always looking or listening, um, searching for topics that are that, that are on people's minds that are struggling with in this particular case. It's, it's feeling this obligation to always be available. Um, the, there's, a pod, there's a couple of podcasts that I'd like you to listen to or re-listen to. One is called The Illusion of Immediacy. And it's, it's podcast episode number 80. And The Illusion of Immediacy essentially is to say people have this false belief that if I need you, you're going to be available. Like I'm like a smartphone. If I swipe, you will move you will respond. And it's an illusion, you know. You call somebody on the phone and you get voicemail and you get ticked off. You're like, They're, they should be waiting for my text, waiting for my call, have the door open. They're, this, The immediacy of my request is always going to be filled. It's an illusion. That's a podcast number 80. The other one I think that would be very beneficial and it's going to be in the body of what I talk about today is is saying no, not now. I'll talk more about it, but that's podcast episode number 137. So getting into like, okay, well, if I feel this way, I feel obligated to, to, to always be available. What can I do to address it, to not feel that way so much? So I just, probably not a surprise, gave myself some quiet time as I do every day, every morning and afternoon. And during the day, I schedule some time to prepare the podcast. And during that time, thought of okay, well, what would be some practical things in that realm as a leader for my friend here that I talked to a few days ago and for you to combat that? And here in in, in sort of a sequence are some suggestions I want you to, f- to follow. There are six of them. The first one is don't always say sure. Yeah. When somebody says, do you got a minute? Don't always say, sure. You feel like, I want to be a good leader, and good leaders always say, sure, of course I've got a minute. Don't do not do that. Resist that. If you do have time, say yes, of course. Okay? But don't, don't make that answer your default. Okay? If you make it your default, you're training people to... When they come calling, you will drop everything for them. And that's not how the world really works, okay? That is feeding this illusion of immediacy. So that's number one. Number two is a, set a schedule for yourself. You know, look at, look at how you manage. If you use Outlook or whatever the scheduling thing you use, look at your schedule and see how you're blocking off your day. Do you have block hours where you're on? Do you have time that you're offline? People need to know when you're offline. In the absence of an emergency, after 6 p.m. or wh- whatever, I'm not available. If it's an emergency, this is how you should reach me. So you should have office hours when I'm on, and when I'm off. And then even within the business day, within your schedule, where are the blocks of time that you're that you're that you're not available? Okay, or when you are available. And in like in an academic setting, they talk about like having office hours. Okay, publishing those, I'm available in these times, and having a sense of what those are versus if you don't think about it at all and you don't schedule it, then basically what you're saying is from the time I walk into the office, 8 o'clock until 6 o'clock or 5 or whatever your office hours are, I'm always available. That's not true. Okay, so, so look at your schedule. See how that might be. Number three is find a place to escape. What this guy was telling me was he's in his office and people know where to find him. Well if you want not to be interrupted find another place to go where people can't find you I mean obviously you have to tell some people where you're going to be if they really need to find you like if there was an emergency or something but if there's maybe there's a conference room or there's an office I had a conversation with a friend of mine just yesterday and he works in downtown Chicago he's a general manager of a business and and uh you know he has you know I don't know 25 or 30% occupancy of everybody's remote still And they're starting to come back to work, but they're not at full occupancy. He's like, we got cubes everywhere. Find one of those and use them if you can. Okay, So find a place to escape. Um, And if you're working remotely, maybe just turn off the notifications. You say that you're offline. Number four, like I said earlier, say no, not now. Now, this is very effective because no can sound very definitive. Do you get a minute? No, I don't right now, but I will in an hour. So start negotiating or bartering when that time will will come back. It's giving, it's exerting a control that I am available, I'm just not available now. So no, not now is a beautiful saying. It's very powerful. This is a way of managing noise. When something tempts you or disrupts you or distracts you, you just say, no, not now. And that might be a person asking for your time. No, I don't have, I don't have time right now, but I will in 15 minutes. See how that sounds better for them and for you? You're exerting some control, Some you're managing it, right? So you don't feel always obligated to be available. Number number five is ask them how long, how much time do they need? You know, one of, I did a podcast on the f- false assumptions. Of when people have four false assumptions, when you communicate, you can go look that one up if you want. And one of them is they assume that you know how much time, you know, they have, I'm sorry, You, the, you. they assume that you have the time that they need, but they don't actually tell you how much time they need. So I walk up to your office and I, I go, do you know, I'm not, got a minute? We all know that that's not true. It's going to be a minute. And the person hasn't even thought, this is actually going to take me 10 minutes. So if they haven't thought about it, you need to ask them, how much time is this going to take? All right, I have five minutes. If it's going to be, okay, re, is it really going to take five minutes? Okay, if it's five minutes, just hold them to the five minutes. Okay, if it's going to take longer than that, schedule a meeting. Okay, so ask how long it's going to take. Get them to start thinking that way. They don't. Related to this, and this is number six, is ask them, did they prepare? It may sound rude, and you don't meet, you don't need to make it, don't be rude when you say it, but just ask them: have you prepared what you're going to talk to me about? And have them answer. Yeah. No. What happens in an office environments oftentimes, or even people working remotely, is they impulsively have a thought, see you, think of you, and then go to you. But they haven't really formulated what they're going to talk to you about, what the recommendation is, what the request is, what the topic is. They just on the fly start talking. Well, at the Brief Lab, one of the things that we talk about to people is underpreparing or taking that time to prepare is critical. You're going to your boss's office and you're standing in the door and you haven't thought about what you're going to talk about. That's not good. So if you're the boss and somebody says, hey, you got a minute? You're like, okay, how much time do you really need? Really quick, have you prepared this? If you haven't, what I recommend is you go and prepare what you need to do and then come back and set some time and we'll talk about it. Why? Because if a person hasn't thought about what they're going to say and then they start talking, chances are it's going to be confusing. Now, it may not be but the probability of it being long and harder to decipher is is precisely the reason why I wrote the book brief people don't take time to organize their thoughts before they just talk without thinking and it happens all the time all day long so ask people if they've taken time to prepare so this is a list of six things to 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 help you kind of regain Some control here as a leader, like like my friend. All right, I got 350 people that have responded They're calling me all day long. I feel obligated to to be available. Hold on a second. Recapping it, don't always say sure, yes. Look at your schedule, tighten that up a bit. Find a place to go that's not your office where they can't find you momentarily, where you can get some quiet time. Say no, not now. You know, maybe we can do this later. So it's a delayed yes. Ask how long they need and ask if they're prepared. If you do those things in a thoughtful, considerate way, you'll start to regain some of this what's been lost or this kind of this, oh, I feel overwhelmed, right? Um, another way of looking at this is you'll feel great when you're available. And when you're available, be fully present. Listen in the moment. Give them the gift of your undivided attention for the time they need. That's what great leaders do. Be fully present. Feel great about that when you're available. And remember, it's liberating not to feel bad when you're not free. Just saying.